International. Greetings, fellow travelers. This is episode 29 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. My name is Benjamin C. Cholock. I am uh, president and king of Princeton University. Okay. And uh, you a president and king. Professor of philosophy. Yeah, and, and king. How do you, I don't understand how you think this works. Well, you think you're just going to show up and you're going to lie. You're, you're looking me no, in the eyes as you fucking lie to our listeners. No, that's my friends. True. I'm, I was just crowned King of Princeton. King of Princeton. Yeah. That yeah, must be nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I got a, I got a helicopter to commute into Austin. <laughs> a helicopter with a big P on it. Yeah. And then Princeton right. says, it stands for Princeton. <laughs> I don't know how shitty that would be if you see that fucking helicopter. I mean, it'd be shitty to see it, but it'd be awesome to ride it. Now, who are you? My uh, Cheech to my Chong, my Genghis to my Khan. Who are we talking to today? <laughs> my my name is uh patrick john dean i'm a fucking comedian dude and i'm trying to learn about philosophy oh yeah and, uh, yep and you you claim to to know about it uh what, what with your your recent coronation as a mm-hmm. yeah i've made some claims oh uh, you've made some yeah. fucking claims <laughs> and uh, i hate all of them well you're looking to gain some sort of enlightenment is that right you could say that all right well that's interesting because we're talking about the enlightenment today oh daddy i can't wait to fucking learn today <laughs> you want to learn about the enlightenment bitch oh uh, dude i'm so eager to learn <laughs> um my toes are curling Ugh. all right um so uh, what do you know about the enlightenment italy Oof. right that's a little off <laughs> Does, oh that's, a renaissance? The renaissance? Yeah, that's yeah. a renaissance uh okay then i guess nothing <laughs> <laughs> wait okay did you think that the enlightenment was a renaissance yeah Really? I guess, I, no, I guess I, I no. I knew that they're different things. I kind of thought they're in the same. Th- really, they're not in the same place. Are, are you sure? Not really, they're they're two different time periods. The Renaissance influenced the the Enlightenment. That's for sure. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. You got humiliated yet again by the Dean man. <laughs> Pat Dean you, wins again. You just thought that the Enlightenment was the Renaissance. Okay. No. Fine. Yeah. Well, look. Look. Uh, hey man, while you were out there learning, you know, fucking book reading learning? books uh-huh. about learning like where? about philosophy, I was out there. What what things didn't fucking take place and in Italy? sucking? You know, <laughs> I was out there effing and essing. Mm-hmm. I was slamming dunks and I was shooting threes. S and D's. Yeah, dude, I was S and D's <laughs> and having fun. <laughs> okay, do you know what country the Enlightenment took place? At least, well, now I got to think. It's, not it's probably uh, England. Close, a little bit. France. France. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Yeah, third try. <laughs> third try. Hey, <laughs> three strikes and you're out, and I had two strikes. So oh, looks like Pat Dean reached first. Oh, actually, the first base uh, coach is telling me to run to second. I, was, I, I run to s- second. <laughs> you try to get me out. I slide. The ball goes over the, the second baseman heads. I, I run home. Yeah. Inside Up the park, until, home run. Right before you get to home base, though, you run into the French Revolution, and then they fucking cut your head off. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I really thought I was going to be a hero. No, they just had a guillotine at home base for no reason. thought I was going to be a hero and said I got my head cut off by mm-hmm. a bunch of French people. Yeah, no, you're a traitor to the state. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so the Enlightenment. It's a time period where a bunch of these French pricks and some English people uh, and one German who you're a fan of. One German? Uh-huh. I love uh, that in the Enlightenment, there was literally one German. There's more He's than that. He's the only but, one. So we got to get into this. The, the Enlightenment uh, kind of spans different like countries, but primarily took place in France. Oh, there did were a it. few thinkers in like Great Britain and a few in Germany. But the one guy in Germany is your favorite uh, virgin. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's involved with this? Yeah, but very, very briefly. We won't talk about him too much. Oh, man. We're this at- guy sucks. <laughs> I hate this guy. Yeah. He wrote about uh, the Aufklärung, he also, which is just German for... Yeah, he also wrote about uh, his hatred of fucking and walking more than a mile outside of his house. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah, he, he had a lot of theories about um, like equality and uh, you know uh, the separation of church and state, but like, how the fuck would he know? Because he how never he know? fucking left his little village. Yeah, see, this is the thing. This is one of these things that annoys me, man. These guys, they think they're better than me they and he's just like some loser um well you know who wasn't a loser we'll talk about these guys so actually all the french dudes who's involved who are involved with the enlightenment they they smashed oh really yeah actually they they had some weird upbringings we'll get into that well they're <laughs> french those guys are have have an unhealthy relationship with uh, sex yeah well actually one guy we're going to talk about rousseau was actually swiss technically he was born in geneva Okay. But he spent most of his like career in France. Of the Geneva Convention fame. Yeah, he, he made the Geneva Score Convention. another one for the Dean, man. You're getting like <laughs> owned today, dude. I guess I am in this like weird alternate universe where, <laughs> where you just make these claims. I guess that your claims aren't any like more valid than mine. I mean, no, that's philosophy, I brother. I was just uh, <laughs> crowned king of Princeton University. Yeah, um, it's rough. Yeah. You're going like, to be insufferable now. After my father died. He was the former king of Princeton. <laughs> Alec um, Jolock? Yeah. Um, or sorry, Alan Jolock? Now I'm Alan the <laughs> Second. <laughs> oh, God. Alan the um, Second. That rules. Okay. So, do you know kind of what the Enlightenment thinkers talked about or what, like, the main idea behind the Enlightenment was? I bet, I bet God. Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. That was a big thing. The state. Yeah, that was the other one. What else? Um, the self. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You think I don't fucking know shit? I know shit, bitch. Well, you you didn't know that the Enlightenment was not in Italy. Well, I just assumed. <laughs> I've, never, well, I've, I've never sat down and said to myself, you know, I bet the Enlightenment was in Italy. I just, that was my, my first crack. That was like your first, you, you just kind of sprang like, that? They seem like an enlightened group. They got pizza. They take naps. I mean, they seem like pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they take naps? Yeah. Italian, Italy? Yeah, they love it. That's more of a Spanish thing, I thought. Well, no. Yeah, siestas. Well, maybe. The point is that <laughs> they seem like they got life figured out. You know, they got they got cities with rivers around them. That's tight. Yeah, that's pretty tight. What well, else? That's the Coliseum. Thinking. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They got Vespas. Oh, they got Vespas up the ass, brother. Yeah, they invented fascism. <laughs> well, look, you know, if, you, if you're around long enough, eventually some of your ideas aren't going to be as good as the other ones. Pizza, pretty good. Fascism, not that great. Not as good. No. Well, let's move past the time. Well, actually, let's cover that real quick. So, what? the Renaissance right the renaissance what happened with the renaissance do you I remember no you don't know anything about the renaissance? no not a single thing they probably they probably played like a like a mandolin you know some shit about the renaissance come on i'm sure i do paintings and shit and yeah, science. paintings um there's kind of more of a focus on the human being that's what i said yeah as opposed to no you're right the self as opposed to uh you know everything kind of coming down from above like revelation and uh 
like the church saying everything that has to be believed like people yeah. started kind of moving away from that in the renaissance and then that continued onward there was the science uh what is it the uh scientific revolution yeah that happened in like the 1600s and that combination led to all this shit that happened in the enlightenment okay yeah and the main focus was two things like you said it was uh basically trying to uh shrug off the yoke of religion and you know finally being able to use reason and science as a way to progress humanity and sort of ignoring what the church was saying and then also kind of the uh oppressive atmosphere of like the state like kings like yeah me uh like you yeah they started thinking that king that was ben. yeah they started thinking that like kings like king ben were illegitimate <laughs> king ben <laughs> I hate King Ben. Why do you think... Well, so do the French. Why do you think f- French people hate God so much? Well, that's actually an interesting question. And you get to see a lot... Because it continues in modern yeah, day. And that fucking gets really well played out during the Enlightenment. Um, I was well played out, yeah? Oh, well played, didn't it? Oh, well played, didn't it, governor? <laughs> that sounded Southern. Oi! <laughs> Oi, give me me slice of pizza, mate. You, it's not a it's not a British accent if you just say mate at the end. Yeah, I'm not very good at accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at uh, voice stuff. I can do Bernie Mac. That's about it. Um, okay, we're not going to do your Bernie Mac right well, now. Well, maybe. You already did your Dylan once. Um, okay. <laughs> I am still mad about that. <laughs> did you see the poll that I put? On no. The, on the page? I put it, it was like a while ago. I put <laughs> Pat. How was Pat's Bob Dylan impression? I forget what fucking episode it was. Yeah. And most people voted that it was garbage. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You hey, got one vote for it, though. Good. Yeah. That person's... You know what? If you voted yes on that, I'll take you out to goddamn dinner. Everyone else who said no, fuck you. <laughs> Stop listening to the podcast. You're banished. Okay. <laughs> All right? We don't need you. We All have right. the support of the RBM Food Mart, and I have the support of the people. All right. Uh, don't listen to him. He can't even do a fucking Bob Dylan impression. Um, so... <laughs> I guess that's a pretty good point. Um, okay. Now, yeah, the French hate God. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they do. Um, and... They sort of started hating God around the Enlightenment. Yeah. Okay. So you have what to year was this? So the enlight. So there's no like definite year because it's one of those time periods where like a lot of historians dispute when it started and when it ended. But it's roughly during the 18th century. Hmm. So that's the 1700s. Okay. And oh, we'll get into this. Some of the political theories that come out of it. Guess what that influenced. Uh, I'll say it influenced a, uh, region of land, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they had, uh, 13 colonies, maybe, maybe they had 50 states they eventually, eventually. maybe yeah. they had 50 stars and 13 stripes. They had, uh, amber waves of grain. Yeah. Maybe these colors don't run, Ben. No, they don't. Well, this is when they started running. Hey, enlightenment, you'd be fucking speaking f- German wasn't for us no actually we would be well we would still be speaking english but um yeah if it weren't for these frog fucks uh we wouldn't be a fucking country at all actually on on both counts theoretically and also practically don't call it even then yeah we we (laughs) saved you in world war ii well we did yeah and you gave us our country kind of yeah they fucking let us like basically they just like fucked with britain so like we could run away (laughs) yeah um so God, that was what a, huge a what help. a vindictive country yeah so they hate the only thing what that is they their hate, problem the only thing they hate more than god is probably the british 
Yeah. But the British hate them back. Yeah, they've had a cool. complicated history. Yeah. They've had literally a hundred year war between the two. Yeah. So. hundred years. <laughs> hundred years. hundred years. Hey, what are you doing for the next hundred years? I don't know. And you'd think the the war that was a hundred years long would like settle shit. But no, they had like four or five wars after that. Yeah, they're they're an odd group. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the French hate God, they hate the British. Um Okay, here's why they hate God. So before the Enlightenment, pretty much their entire history uh france has, had basically been this like kingdom uh with like a lot of like nobles fighting each other the church had been like really influential and had just been in there for this think of like ireland right uh, up until like 20 years ago and how the church is like involved in all their shit like the entire time that they've been a country yeah it's really broken their, their hearts kind of yeah they're so, a broken-hearted country because of the catholic church kind of yeah <laughs> they're wounded dude they're wounded people we we, have to get, we, we we don't have time to get into it but they um yeah that'll be like another four podcasts we yeah. should just do one episode called the irish <laughs> just the irish <laughs> yeah and it'll be <laughs> good lord it'll be our longest episode it'll be 26 hours long we'll be so tired by the end of it it'll be about crying. how a religious institution uh failed them uh, and betrayed them and broke their spirit broke their spirit yeah. and they still love it they love it <laughs> okay. not so much these days but yeah yeah well so the french kind of had the same thing going on where the church just was like this presence all the time like uh charlemagne the, the first like real king of the franks basically um was crowned by the pope and so like from then on they fucking got like their authority from the pope and there was this like close connection between france and the papacy and like the catholic church was just this like entity that fucked with every aspect of french life um up until like the enlightenment when they finally got fucking sick of it and they're like this fucking sucks like they're controlling all this shit they're telling us what we can and can't say they're um you leave us alone basically there's just i just want to fucking eat my cheese and you know fuck this hairy bushed woman and just live my life dude you can do a pretty good french accent right uh, it's okay oh see i like it <laughs> you like it i like when you do accents you, you do them every once in a while i always like it well i can't do remember when you made me do a, a scottish accent that's in a that's in an episode that will not that will go unheard. There's a secret episode now. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the audio quality was so bad we decided not to release it. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds bad. Yeah, it just sounds really bad. And, and then you you, know ma- what? you made me do a Scottish accent in it, and I sucked at it. So really? I'm really glad that that episode's not coming out. Huh? Well, maybe <laughs> we'll put out a secret episode to the loyal wisdom heads. We'll see. Yeah. So hold on. So these guys they they've had it with God. They've they've decided they're better than God, and they don't need yeah. it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they basically... That doesn't sound like the French. Collectively thought that they were better than God. Yeah, that's France. <laughs> they were God's gift to God. Hey, France, you're not better than God. Well... Hey, France, no one's better than God. Well, the French just said, well, we are God. No, not really, but... No. So, what happened was, they... So, also, remember that the uh, Protestant Reformation happened earlier so that there was like some there was already this like source of well we don't have to fucking say what the what the church says because these other guys are just doing their own thing and why can't we do our our own thing you know the domino effect basically kind of yeah it's basically like communism there's like the spread of (laughs) communism in asia more or less yeah um do you ever does does the party ever want to go back to vietnam and show them what's up (laughs) they'd never see it coming I mean, no, they'd probably fuck us up again. 
Vietnam? Yeah. No. Yeah. They still got those tunnels, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, those tunnels haunt me. (laughs) (laughs) They're so haunting that Ben has Vietnam flashbacks, even though he never actually went to Vietnam. It's (laughs) a crazy thing. I've never been to Vietnam ever. Not back then and not since I've actually been alive. Maybe we should start a GoFundMe for you and me to go to Vietnam and, and get revenge. Yeah, it'll be my first diplomatic trip as King of Princeton. Okay. Um, so it'll be my first diplomatic uh, trip as the manager of the Velveeta Room. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you started taking like state visits. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Maybe I will. That'd be so funny, dude. If like, <laughs> like the prime minister of of great britain just like showed up yeah just yeah. shows up and he's like so mad you're so stressed out too you're like this is like my first <laughs> as as an independent state the Velveeta room <laughs> yeah he just shows up and he's like he shows up at open mic night he's like what yeah. is this <laughs> yeah he's like i'm trading with this <laughs> yeah some guy on stage talking about his fucking dick yeah um, why not man why not there's so many reasons why not <laughs> okay i mean we don't have to um okay so right the church Yes. Hated the church. The holy church. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of them... So, there's like a lot of things going on just culturally across Europe that are undermining the authority of the church. Uh, so, there was like the Protestant Reformation where basically these other Christians were like, this fucking Italian can't tell us what to do. Fuck him. <laughs> um, that was kind of the biggest issue with it. <laughs> it's all these other people being like, why is this fucking Italian telling us? It's kind of absurd to think about like how far away Italy is from France. Or it's yeah. like, all right, well, you, you have to do what I say. Why? Because I'm the Pope. Right. And then think of the Irish, right? That's even further from Italy. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we'll just, we like this Italian guy. He's, what do you think he about? He knows what he's talking about. What do you think about this? Like, how do you know? Because well, he's, he's speaking Latin. What do you think about this idea of there being a shadow Pope? What? Do you about the shadow Pope? No. Wait, is that like the uh, conspiracy theory? The anti-pope? No, I, I think the anti-pope is something different. I think the shadow pope is like the real pope. Uh huh. Can you okay. imagine how crazy of a thing that must be to be the shadow pope? Wait, who's the shadow pope? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it's probably not real, but it's just a conspiracy theory. But so there's a there's a there's a a secret pope that's yeah. running the shit. And then according to this thing, the public pope. Where did you read this? Um. <laughs> this oh, is this is a thing that I've known about for years. I can't believe you don't know about the shadow pope. I don't know about the shadow pope. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, okay. We'll get <laughs> Look it up. It's yeah, fun. we'll get into that later. <laughs> I think it's our friend James. So there's a secret pope. Jim S. is the shadow pope. He's the shadow pope? Yeah, I was in this whole time. We had no God, idea. This is such a weird world we live in. I'm king of Princeton. He's the shadow pope. You're the manager of the Velveeta Room. We're just somehow a sovereign state now. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. <laughs> it's very odd. It's a hundred foot sovereign state. Yeah. I will, just I, like the Vatican. I will tell you this, though. Uh-huh. Six for Sixth Street, pretty reasonable prices for booze. So keep that in mind. There you go. Um, all right. So a few things happen, right? Yeah. Protestant Reformation, undermining the, this Italian. The Shadow Pope shows up. The Shadow Pope shows Spread up. The fight. Um, so this is also interesting not to get too distracted, but there's uh, for like something like 100 years, there, was, uh, there were two popes. Uh, and then what? one of them, yeah. Do you remember learning about this? And no, there's no? two popes. There were two popes for a while, basically because these. Well, okay. So again, back to the French. Uh, the French were kind of pissed off that this Italian was telling them what to do when it yeah. came to like, you know, sin. And hey, men shouldn't kiss the men. Uh, and they're like, we do what we want. Yeah, and they just kiss the man. Oh man, <laughs> right in front of him. Oh yeah, and then they do that, and then the pope goes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um gets mad <laughs> yeah they all have like that uh poly walnuts haircut where it's like black on top but then like <laughs> yeah. the sides are white yeah the pope's holding yeah. a baseball and, bat yeah <laughs> it's ready to fight <laughs> right they all have so many pinky rings the most pinky rings you've ever seen in your life <laughs> they're all just pink pinky rings yeah they have so many rings on their fingers oh my god uh yeah and so okay so the french i don't remember exactly when this was but this was like in the late middle ages uh the french king was basically like supporting one pope that was going to be elected so you know the popes are elected yeah so he was supporting one pope they blow uh, white smoke yeah the italians were uh supporting this other pope um there was this like dispute right and the french were basically like well you've been like this entity in our country for so long we should have some say in what pope gets elected and basically neither there was like a deadlock and then instead what happened was they just the the italians just went with their pope and he was installed at the vatican and then the french was like no this is the real pope and then they moved him to this town called avignon well, that's good because it'd be awkward how awkward would it be to think if you're like the french pope that's the french like pope and you're walking around yeah. like the vatican you bump into the, like the other pope and you're like you're like oh this is awkward right hey how are you how are things phil pretty good roger mm-hmm. And they're like, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, they're just pissed. Yeah, they're so mad at each other. Their wives are just like gossiping. They have wives? Uh, no, but they had mistresses. I bet, the, I bet the French Pope, the French had, Pope so had so many... Well, who knows? <laughs> had so many women. Well, anyway, he was installed in just Avignon. Just Maybe. I mean, the king did. It's good to be the king. Apparently, yeah. I, I would know. Yeah. Um, you would know. <laughs> You, yeah, Mel Brooks and Ben Sholock know it's good to be the king. Yeah. So, uh, so what happens? Okay. So that's just one example of like the shit that's going on between the church and France. They're so mad at them that they, they make their own, their own. What up? Yeah. And they, you and imagine, they you imagine doing that. It was that. like a hundred plus years. Like when that Pope died, they elected a new Pope in Avignon and they, that just kept happening until they reconciled it somehow. I don't remember. How. That's so, so. I wonder what happened to that guy. Like, I just feel like if I was a French Pope, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be in huge trouble, like, all the time. What do you mean? I would just sit there and be like, the real Pope's going to show up and... Well, you're protected by the king. Yeah. The king of France, right? Because he yeah. thinks you're the real Pope. So you're, I, you're, you're made in the shade, buddy. But I wonder if he felt like a fraud. Yeah. I'm like, who's going to invade France at this point? Like, Italy. But do you think he felt like... Dumb? Do I think... He- that he felt like a fraud yeah. i have no idea why not because i don't i don't know the thoughts of this guy who died 800 years ago well, i wish you would look it up before we start recording now we look like idiots well this fine that's history though well so it's not it's not my fucking wheelhouse well but anyway so that happened um crazy that's so weird i had no idea that happened yeah that was the whole thing it's called french the, uh, pope what was it called I don't know. There was something called the Avignon Papacy, and then it was also called... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, it happened. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Ben Cholock. Yeah, Dr. Cholock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a doctor now. You have a doctorate of philosophy and medicine. Yeah, and medicine. I'm yeah. a medical doctor, so I can... <laughs> cure your cancer if you have cancer yeah if you guys have cancer talk to ben come to me yeah. at gristle porn on twitter <laughs> tweet him if you have cancer yeah we can set up an appointment um okay so the uh yeah so the french hate god right yeah um another thing that was happening at the time was the um 
the Bible was being studied more uh, by all these like um, basically this whole. Uh, it's finally being translated, right? Well, no, it was. I mean, well, so after the Protestant Reformation, uh, the Bible was like finally being read in their um, uh, vernacular languages. They're probably so, like, like, "Whoa, the, this is what it says." Yeah, it wasn't just Latin all the time. It was like French and uh, hang Italian on, so whatever. It took God six days to make the Earth. That's weird. Well, right. So these people are like reading the Bible and uh, kind of studying the different translations, and they're determining that like okay so the bible is not this one book right that was written once by god it was i beg to differ okay okay um well these guys are saying that that's ridiculous to think that way uh the bible is like all these different writings that happen at different stages in history over like two thousand years uh where it started with like you know uh, the Torah was written by like the ancient Hebrews, and then there were like these other Jews who lived in uh, like Alexandria, who like contributed. Alexandria, Virginia. Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they lived uh, near Old Town. Right. Yeah, next to uh, Tyson's Corner. Yeah, kind of close to Tyson's Corner, and um, they <laughs> <laughs> where the stores are. Oh yeah, that was. The <laughs> we got it all. Yeah. So anyway, in Tyson's Corner. Uh, <laughs> All these Jews were uh, <laughs> translating the the Bible from uh, not only Hebrew but also like Babylonian and Aramaic and like all the all these other languages into Greek. Yeah. And so there was going to be like these fucking translation errors, and then all these other things were added, and then this fucking Jesus dude pops up, and then right. there's like a whole New Testament. Uh, and also in Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. Also, in, this all happened <laughs> near Tyson's Corner. Yeah, in Alexand in Northern Virginia. It was really weird. <laughs> It's all, it's all happening at once. <laughs> no, but so the Bible, <laughs> which was written in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, <laughs> oh, man. No, so the Bible was kind of like uh, patched together by all these different sources. Okay. Yes. And for the first time ever, um, these biblical scholars were writing about it. Before it was just taken at face value that the Bible was the word of God written once. Um like the Old Testament was written by the Jews long time, long ass time ago, and then the, the New Jews. Testament, all right. of them, the Jews, yeah, all of the Jews, all of the Jews, they all contributed, yeah, they all had opinions. I think that this should be changed. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I wait a second. I, I beg to differ. Um, yeah, so that's why it took like thousands of years to finish to get to get done. <laughs> I just, and, oh God, yeah. Um, how many? How just how many deli sandwiches were eaten? Were sent back. <laughs> we're, we're sent back. <laughs> you call this sauerkraut? Yeah. <laughs> There's well, mayo on mine. I mean, millions. Yeah. So, goddamn, do you guys do sandwiches well, man? <laughs> fucking a! I gotta give it up. Thanks. <laughs> I gotta give the Jews credit for their fucking sandwiches. For sandos, yeah. San our sandos are pretty good. Yeah. Um. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Like, what, what's the reason? I really want a Reuben right now. Ooh, a Reuben. Do you that know how good, good a Reuben would be right now? Yeah. Do you know how, how much I would love for an old Jewish man to hand me a Reuben? <laughs> and, I go, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, this is really good. And he goes, ah, yeah. Uh, he won't your take skin a skin and bones. He won't take a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Just insist that you're starving. You're clearly not. <laughs> I'm clearly not. He hands me a second sandwich. Yeah. Um, you know, thank you, sir. But That'd be nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jews and their sandwiches. Yeah, we should probably get a sandwich later. All right, hold on. <laughs> so these fucking Jews wrote this book. <laughs> yeah, called the Bible. The Bible. Um, well, no, so a bunch of Jews and uh, 
you know, in different languages, wrote different parts of the Bible at different times, uh, all using different sources, different stories. Uh, the like chronology doesn't add up. Um, the generations of like you know when when you know when you read the Bible, <laughs> you know I do you it constantly. Yeah, and you see one of those passages that's like, and Jehoshaphat begat blah blah blah, and blah 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 begat Omaziabam, and Omaziabam begat Larry, and Larry begat Larry. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but Larrys like, in the Bible. Those generations, yeah, they like calculated those and were like, this doesn't add up to when creation was supposed to have happened, which was like four thousand years ago. You know, it's, it's six thousand now. So we're we're we're, we're Catholics. So uh-huh. we don't really read the Bible. It's just no. not a thing that we do. No, we have the Italian do it for us. Which is kind oh, of he's Argentinian now. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. But uh, it's <laughs> it's like uh, sometimes like I'll, I'll I'll pick it up and I'll like open to a random thing uh-huh. and I'll read it. I'm like, why is this in here? Like, what is this about? Yeah, and it's like it talks about cubits. Like, what's a cubit? What? There's a unicorn. Is there a unicorn? There's in the Bible? unicorns in the Bible, dude. You know what? You can tell me anything. And I'd probably believe it. I'd be like, no, yeah, there's sure, unicorns in there. the Bible. And there, there's like weird. Like, Are you being serious right now? I'm dead serious. Really? <laughs> no, I'm. It's weird. No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm honestly not fucking with you. That's so stupid. <laughs> there's unicorns in the Bible. It's just what it is. Whatever. It's fine. Okay. But there's all these different weird things in there, and I, I don't even mean that. I don't even mean stuff that you're like, well, unicorns aren't real. I mean more like you just read something and it's just like a story of some guy like yeah, and it has it doesn't making mean vinegar, anything. And you're like, what is this? What is is this a metaphor for something? Like, yeah. No? So yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, exactly. So this the same thing we're doing right now, which is just balking at the absurdity of the Bible, is what a lot of people started doing in in France, like well, in Europe generally, right before the Enlightenment. These are these biblical scholars who see all these inconsistencies, all these like uh, contradictions within the text because they were like they came from different sources and were translated by different from different languages and shit like that. So they're like, well, if this is the word of God, then God has some sort of dementia because this is like absolutely insane. Like there's a unicorn in here. What the fuck is going on? And so at that point they were like, okay, so the Bible is not a good source to get our knowledge from. And then once that was, once that idea or that notion became popularized and really like, uh, like moved around the education, educated circles of Europe, they were like, well, what, how do we come to know stuff? Like, how do we know about the world, or how do we know about history, and the... What does it mean to be? What does it mean to be? Kind of, yeah. And now there's this, the Bible, and religion in general is no longer, the church is no longer an authority, the Bible is no longer an authority. The B. Blay. The B. Blay. (laughs) The Michael B. Blay. The Michael B. Blay. Yeah. Um, So... John 3.16 and the B. Blay. What? Nothing. Charles? John 3.16. John 3.16. Charles. I don't know why I said Charles. It's a famous uh, biblical verse. I'm just surprised you don't know about it. But anyway, so what happens? Well, I'm I'm Jewish, so I refuse to listen to it. (laughs) When when that verse came out, uh, all Jews just like put their hands (laughs) on their ears. It's like in sports. Like, we're not listening. In sports, uh, when you we watch like football and they hold those signs that say John three sixteen, yeah. and you just and Ben sees it, and Ben just gets so mad. Well, I don't even see it now. Now it's just like my eyes just blur it out automatically, <laughs> like it pixelates it. <laughs> um, okay, so the Bible's no longer an authority. Religion's no longer an authority. Where do we get our knowledge from? So I don't uh, fucking know. I'm not asking you. I'm just <laughs> okay. <laughs> So How do I know? Two, two major uh, like philosophical traditions happen. Uh, there's rationalism and empiricism. Rationalism, rationalism is basically the idea that uh, 
we know things by uh, our innate ideas. We have like innate categories in our head that organize our sense perception and sort of structures the world for us. Okay. Okay. Basically, so shit is already in our head. The empiricists say there is nothing in our head that tells us how to think. Everything that we learn and everything that we know just comes exclusively from sense experience. And, uh, you know, what we observe, what we experience, what, what, whatever, right? And then we build associations through that. Now, it doesn't really matter that the differences between the, differences between the two. What matters is uh, it's basically like a new way of knowing that's not uh, dependent on religion and not relig- uh, dependent on revelation or the Bible. Yeah. Okay. So from there, they start these thinkers in Europe almost around the same time, like in the early 1700s, start like basically questioning, um, you know, what, what good religion is, uh, why religion. And this is usually when I say religion, this means basically the church or Christianity. Like, why is it so involved in our public life and our social life all the time? Uh, and so enlightenment thinkers start saying it shouldn't be. And that's when you start getting these guys like Voltaire, uh, who was a huge critic of religion. Um, Diderot, who was like practically an atheist. He got thrown in prison a bunch of times. <laughs> Wait, who? Diderot, Denis Diderot. I don't know that guy. I know who Voltaire is. Voltaire. Yeah. You know, Voltaire, uh, he hated, uh, the Catholic church. He hated, uh, Christianity. He basically was like one of the first to suggest that there should not be any sort of intermingling between religion and the state and that the state should be independent Hmm. and that's what's really important here do you agree with that yeah absolutely i mean do you not (laughs) (laughs) i'm just curious (laughs) (laughs) what if you you just want a theocracy (laughs) i don't know might be kind of fun what religion um it's got to be better than what's happening now in america what religion would you pick to to govern everything oh uh, it has to be an existing one. Can't be one that I just make up. Uh, let's go with an existing one for now. Um, Zoroastrianism. Do you know what Zoroastrianism yeah. says? They don't kill bugs. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't know that actually. That's, I think that's they cool. don't. I, I could be wrong. I learned about them a very long time ago. Well, okay, so that'd be kind of tight, I guess. I don't know the Baha'i. That would probably be the best one. They're super I, tolerant. But yeah, I, I knew I knew a girl uh, who was Baha'i. She was pretty cool. Okay, cool. So In she high could school. Just, we could just make her president. She had huge boobs. <laughs> so that's why I think that's it another- should be Zoroastrianism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, Baha'i. <laughs> Baha'i, because the, the women are beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. Well. I forget her name. Now I'm on board. I totally forgot you, her name. You just remember those sweet boobs. I just remember those boobs when I was like 18. It's <laughs> crazy. Okay. Well. Good Lord. So most people now, especially God, in this country. Lonely. Yeah. <laughs> especially in this country kind of believe that church and state should be separated. Okay. And this idea basically started in the, during the enlightenment. Um, I remember cause the French hate God, they hate this fucking Italian telling them how to behave. Uh, they start coming up with theories of how the state should exist apart from the church. And then this other thing was happening where the King and the nobility were also exercising a huge amount of power. And all these, like, all, most of the commoners and, and, like, merchants and cities and stuff like that were deprived of basic, like, rights. Um, you couldn't say what you wanted. Like like I said, like, Diderot was fucking thrown in prison for, like, writing a pamphlet 
that suggested that God might not exist. Um, and so people were getting really pissed off at that, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so I'm so pissed off. Basically, yeah. And oh, French. Uh, the most pissed off dude was uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, which we talked about briefly before. Do you remember this guy? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what he came up with? What main no. idea? He came up with a social contract. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the, what's the social contract? You know, just just be cool, man. A little, yeah. No shirt, <laughs> no su- shoes, no problem. <laughs> My social contract. Well, this dude probably would have loved no shirt, no shoes, so no, this, and no refunds. This guy was probably like categorically insane. Um, we'll get into his life because it's fucking fascinating. Really? Yeah, I didn't know this until I read up about him. Um, like for this episode, this guy had so many problems growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, okay, that's so good. Jean-Jacques Rousseau was born in 1712. Um, he okay, so right out of the gate, um, killed his mom in childbirth. So <laughs> like, when she gave birth to him, she died. That's so sad. Yeah, and <laughs> and his dad was like, you know, in love with his wife, uh, and so he was fucking devastated when she died giving birth to Jean Jacques. Yeah, and so sort of resented him. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's weird because, like, on the one hand, I get like, oh, you're the reason my beloved wife died, but also like. Now, you had a hand in making him, and also like you're gonna get mad at he's a child. Yeah, yeah. Not even a child, well, it's a newborn. Right. So he doesn't he, he doesn't like uh what's the word? Like reject him or spurn him or anything like that, but he is like so he wrote this book called The Confessions. Uh I, or know, just confessions. Do you know what his first words to the kid was? What? Not cool. <laughs> Party foul. Way to go. Yeah. Was his wife's dying. <laughs> Dead wife. <laughs> so Jean-Jacques Rousseau wrote this autobiography called Confessions, and this is where he lays out a lot of this crazy shit. Uh, there's this one story where he, uh, his dad would like see his wife's face in his in his son's face, right? Because they look similar. Yeah. And so he'd like hug him and just start crying. Without, without oh my god. <laughs> um, and, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Right. So your, your dad's hugging you and crying because he's misses his wife. Yeah. I mean, there's he misses nothing. His wife. And he like Ugh. he still kind of loves his son, but he also like secretly hates him because yeah. he believes that he killed his, his wife, yeah. <laughs> who he was in love with. So that's super sad, it's right? Rough. Um, later on, he ends up uh, living with his uncle or something because his dad gets exiled uh, because he started a fight with some soldiers in Switzerland, <laughs> and he just couldn't stop crying. And he couldn't stop crying. Like, um, get over it. It was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. So he lives with his uncle for a while, and then he uh, gets put in this boarding school that's run by this woman. I can't remember her name, but he writes about this in his autobiography. Basically, like when he misbehaved, she would like punish him, like spank him or whatever, and he would get fucking so turned on from it that he started (laughs) uh, intentionally misbehaving so he would get spanked again. (laughs) All right. Well, good. Yeah, and then you know uh, what? I'm glad this guy found his truth. Oh, he found so many truths, dude. So he um he found his truth and came real hard. Oh, super hard. And then so later on, when Gross. he was 16, he uh, uh he leaves town. He meets this 
woman so he was born protestant he meets this woman who's like this catholic who uh her like whole job is to convert protestants back to catholicism so doing the lord's work yeah so he's 16 she's like 30 she converts him back to catholicism uh and then they start fucking so he's like 15 and she's 30 and they they're fucking (laughs) all right uh it's got rules yeah so (laughs) so that's john jack rousseau and he also came up with some ideas (laughs) in between all the fucking yeah in between spanking uh so he came up with um the social contract um he writes about it in his book called guess what the social the social contract wow kind of sucks yeah and uh the basic idea is that uh man is initially born free and that all the things that we're going through right now living in a society and all that shit uh it's all artificial uh it's all it's all fake man and uh (laughs) (laughs) and fucking corporations yeah so things like so he would probably say that about corporations but in his time it was like the church the state um you know like nobility the you know the divine right of kings all this shit he More said like no silly so fucking silly because it's silly yeah Just he silly. said yeah he said basically fuck all that shit we have to figure out what the actual like source of power is in a state right okay How do we organize our society i don't know and he basically says it's like the consent of the governed right and you the consent the the governed as individuals right with their own rights their own reason come together and form a contract and say we'll be cool if you'll be cool and we're going to form this state where we can like do shit together and organize ourselves um and that's where the the authority comes from it, it, the decision making comes from the people okay? okay and so guess where that shows up where fucking declaration of motherfucking independence bitch. son of a bitch thomas yeah. jefferson jefferson was hugely influenced by rousseau uh james madison was influenced by rousseau generally all the thinkers of the enlightenment like directly influenced uh los estados unidos los estados unidos yeah and los uh los found los founding jefes (laughs) the grand jefes yeah the grand the grandest of jefes yeah jorge washington (laughs) tomas jefferson (laughs) jaime madison and who else juan adams I just love giving them Spanish names. Juan so Adams, fun. yeah. Juan Adams, yeah. Who would Abraham Lincoln be? Uh, it would just be Abraham, probably. Okay. I don't know. Abraham's not a common name in Spanish. Well, maybe it'll make a comeback after this episode. Maybe. Yeah, name your babies Abraham. Not Abraham. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... The he was social- a good guy. Who? Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah, he was a solid dude free the slaves free the slaves we can't ever thank him enough gay is the day days long was he a gay i don't know that's the theory that he was he was gay and depressed that's the theory yeah well i know that he was sort of a melancholy figure insane woman his wife was literally insane yeah it's gotta be rough right yeah it's pretty rough be a closeted gay man married to a crazy woman yeah And it's gotta be rough on top of that you have to hold a country together and then you get shot in the head <laughs> then you get shot in the head at the theater also the theater yeah leading credence to your your wild accusation about him being gay (laughs) you know (laughs) that's the thing that that's the clincher they love the theater yeah abraham lincoln was clearly gay he was like how do you know well look where he died where he died (laughs) so he loved the theater 
Um, That's a good joke. That is pretty good, actually. That's really funny. We'll figure out who gets credit for that later. <laughs> um, you can have it. I don't fucking care. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Abraham Lincoln was gay, got shot in the head, uh, <laughs> depressed, married a mad woman. Rough, man. She was mad. <laughs> rough. Uh, okay, so... What a rough life. Who else was mad? Fucking Jean-Jacques Rousseau. He's furious. Yeah, he's furious. Um, he has this um, this other theory where basically... He be- yeah, he believes that, like, you know, we should return back to our state of nature, that we are... It's a nudist. Not, not literally a nudist, although he probably would be if he was given that, that option. Uh, this dude was so repressed, had such a weird childhood, fucked so many broads. That- and, uh, okay, so one last thing, just yes. about his life. Uh, <laughs> he and this guy, David Hume, uh, who was another Enlightenment thinker, uh, in Scotland. He's super important. He kind of deserves his own episode. Uh, so Rousseau was getting in a lot of trouble in France cause he was writing all this shit about how, you know, um, like the divine right of Kings was bullshit. Uh, the authority for a state comes from the people. Uh, you know, we should return to our state of nature and ignore the trappings of like culture and society, like the church and nobility and all that shit. He was getting in a lot of trouble. And so he had to leave France. So he moves to uh, England uh, and the guy who's hosting him is this guy, David Hume. And while they're there, uh, Hume, one of his friends ends up fucking Rousseau's wife <laughs> and Rousseau gets really pissed off, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he gets pissed off at Hume because he didn't tell him about it or whatever. He's All basically right. like, you knew the whole time and you didn't tell me. And David Hume was like, I don't know, man. It's not my problem. And I just found out about it. Why are you getting mad? And because of that, there was like this huge break in their relationship. And Rousseau kept like writing all these like letters that he publicized about how like shitty David Hume is. What? Yeah. (laughs) And they'd go back and forth. And this dude, David Hume was uh, very like put together and collected and he never really lost his temper. But because this guy was like fucking with him so much, he responded with these public letters too and so these these two dudes are just like writing these public letters to each other it sucks just like calling each other like shitheads and being like i would i fucked your wife too you know what how about that just getting mad at each other god the past (laughs) sucks i don't know the past is not that different than it is today it's funny to see like people who are very like well respected and influential in like the world of ideas are just being like petty yeah oh dude it's so fascinating it's so funny like it doesn't matter how smart you are at the end of the day you're you're still a shitty human being. You're still a hairless monkey. You're still a hairless monkey, dude. Yeah. Um in my case, double so. Hey, oh. Bald and <laughs> Um so yeah, so that's John Jack Rousseau. So there's some other guys we should talk about before we wrap this up. Yeah. Um there's John Locke who technically I know about this motherfucker. You know him, right? Okay. L O C K E. Locke yeah. with an E. That's how Locke he, that's how e. he'd introduce himself. Um, hey, it's me, John Locke with an E. And he like wink. <laughs> right? The E is for empiricism. <laughs> which is the which is the theory of knowledge he came up. He, Good he Lord. didn't come up with it, but he was like the main uh like advocate for it. Sure. Okay. So do you remember what empiricism is? We just talked about it like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. So it's like it's gaining knowledge through experience right yes and he also has this idea called the tabula rasa which says that that's what our minds oh, I know are about all that shit yeah you know that shit okay good he also wrote uh, a lot of political treatises <laughs> um 
where he also talks about like you know the the authority of the state should come from the consent of the governed sure um all this stuff so all this stuff like you know influences the american revolution right uh and then it also influences one of the most important events in all of european history uh which is the french revolution oh i thought it was gonna be uh the beatles on ed sullivan yeah (laughs) beatlemania they so it influences beatlemania (laughs) the enlightenment led directly to beatlemania (laughs) <laughs> there's like a direct line you can yeah, see it john Locke was the quiet one yeah uh john Rassard was the um uh the cute one you know who's who's john lennon wait what are the beatles nicknames well there's the uh, the, the quiet one that's george right yeah okay there's the cute one which that's is paul. paul okay what was john and, and ringo i don't remember well i don't know the the wife the murdered one the murdered one and then there's the the one that fucking looks great, dude. Ringo Starr. <laughs> he does kind of look great, isn't he? Like, he, fuck, how old is he now? He's like he's, he's got to be in his seventies, and he's like, yeah, he looks pretty good. He looks like he's like forty five. Yeah, you know why I think? Because he's just he was just like the happiest fucking dude all the time. He got to be in the Beatles. He got to be in the Beatles, and like he didn't have been in them. He yeah, he wasn't he wasn't like super talented. Like, why was he in there? And I think he knew that too. You know what though he would, but he was a so big, he was, he was a star, dude. People loved Ringo before he joined the Beatles. He was like, really? yeah, he was famous in Liverpool, doing what? Being Ringo star, like be being a drummer and, um, a mediocre drummer? and singing and stuff. People loved him, so huh. like they 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 had him join and stuff because they're like, oh, this people love people loved Ringo star. It would they, they so they so got they him. brought in some star power. They brought some star power. Yeah, he there was there, he was in a band and he would do there, he would do a thing called Star Time, <laughs> and it was like I think he played like a drum solo and sing or something, but people loved him. People loved Ringo Starr. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, so uh, oh, the English ones they called him the English ones. <laughs> I was about to believe you. Um, okay, so John Locke is like the quiet one. Uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau is the murdered one, although he was never murdered. <laughs> he was murdered. Um, no, oh, you were, and you know how uh, Rousseau died? Uh, uh, I'm going to guess. He fell off a horse. Ca- close. He got run over by a carriage. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not like... What exact, the hell? That's not exactly how he died, but he like he got run over by a fucking like horse and carriage, and that like led to him having a stroke, and then he died like 10 days later. That... God damn. What an ignoble ending. <laughs> fighting with his former best friend <laughs> and then he got ran over by a carriage yeah what if the guy in the carriage was a guy who fucked his wife oh that would I'm, I'm pretty sure it isn't but that would be so funny he just laughs yeah oh and another thing he uh uh he was molested at some point good lord <laughs> which he also writes about in rough man what a yeah. rough life so yeah so that's why he's basically like you know let's go back to simpler times <laughs> i guess so Back when dudes weren't effing my wife and, mm-hmm. and people weren't trying to molest me and all these horrible things. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So John. Fuck. So. <laughs> so he's like the Poor most. Guy. He's the most interesting dude. I had no idea about this stuff until I was like reading about his life. Like I knew about his ideas, but I didn't know about his actual life. He had a fucking life. I did not know. <laughs> Damn, dude. He was molested. He killed his mom. <laughs> uh, his dad resented him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 fucked a 30 year old when he was 15 uh someone fucked his wife 
got run over by a carriage, fought with his friend, and then also found the time to be, you know, one of the most important philosophers in I French mean, that's history. What, what, a, what a world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's this other guy, Voltaire, who's sort of important. Yeah, this guy. He's, uh, yeah, he, he, he was like, he wrote a lot about free speech, like freedom yeah. of speech. That's another theme of the Enlightenment is uh, um, this emphasis on individual liberties. Uh, so that's where you get like basically our Bill of Rights, like right to privacy, right to freedom of speech, freedom of the press. That was another huge thing because they wanted to be able to write what they wanted to write about without being censored. But these evil journalists. What? The journalists. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. I don't trust them. You don't trust Trump's journalists? right, man. I think he's right about it. Okay. He's not. <laughs> so you don't trust any journalism? No. You were literally watching a documentary when I walked in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So all these themes kind of like wrapped up together into this movement uh, called the Enlightenment. That's crazy. Yeah. And then Kant was there too. What did he have to do with this? He wrote about um, like equality and um, also separation of church and state and tolerance. So like toleration was a big theme also of like, well, since you know, the church can't tell us, you know, what to think anymore. The Bible is, you know, written by these Jews who didn't know what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, so we might as well just let anyone, you know, think whatever they want to think in terms of religion. Cause like, there's no reason to believe in one true religion. Cause obviously this is all bullshit and crazy. So if you want to believe in something, that's fine. That was like one of the thing themes of the enlightenment. There was a lot of pushback on that though, obviously. And that's why, like, Diderot and I think Rousseau... Well, Diderot was thrown in prison. Rousseau was exiled, right? He couldn't live in France anymore because they were, you know, fucking with him. They are upset. They were upset. They sent so many carriages after him. Mm -hmm. He dodged them all. But all the, the ideas were still out there, and they were circulating in Europe, and they influenced uh, basically these revolutionaries in France who were pissed off at the king pissed off at the church uh and actually decided to do something about it and that's the french revolution and then in seven so in 1789 they stormed the bastille uh they released like four or five prisoners or something it was like not that useful no <laughs> um but it was just like this moment where set off a chain reaction across the country what if they freed those prisoners and they like oh thanks they left and they just immediately like murdered someone i think some of them did well, also one of the people that they uh, freed in the storming of the Bastille, I'm pretty sure was um, the Marquis de Sade. Oh, that guy? Yeah. And he's a crazy dude, too. Yeah, he was a pervert. Yeah. King pervert. King pop daddy. Oh, yeah. This yeah. guy would have been a total pop daddy. Yeah. If that was, if that, the pop daddy movement was around back then? Yeah. He would be their spiritual father. The spiritual daddy. Just their spiritual daddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the SD. The king of, the king of pops. <laughs> okay so yeah uh the french revolution was this horribly violent thing where they overthrew the king they uh um you know rejected the authority of the church uh they ended up killing the king and installing like a national assembly and they tried to have like a democratic government but then that was complicated because the you had these different factions like the jacobin were this one like radical group when they just like fucking killed everybody <laughs> uh, in this thing called the great terror, 
where they <laughs> just they it's like it's called the great terror which is so rad and uh that was led by this guy named robespierre who he was kind of paranoid he was sort of like a french stalin and he didn't trust anybody so he like murdered so many people wow yeah so many people who like disagreed with him so a lot of people a lot of heads rolled yeah literally yeah yeah as a result of the enlightenment <laughs> weird yeah um a lot of death yeah and then that's how napoleon took over because of the chaos he just stepped in and was like i'll fucking organize this shit and then he crowned himself emperor and then he ruled at war for a while and then france sucked at war <laughs> and then and now we're here yeah yeah and now we're here so that's the enlightenment <laughs> enlightenment's kind of tight yeah uh what's what's your favorite thing about it um, I like the idea of saying like, oh, you're a foreign group that has nothing to do with us. Why do you get to tell us what to do? Mm-hmm. We'll do our own thing. That's kind of tight. Yeah. So yeah, self-determination. Yeah. That's another big theme of the Enlightenment is like the, so the individual has like certain inalienable rights, like the right to free speech, the right to, you know, write or think whatever you want. And then also you have reason and using reason, you can kind of, push through all the bullshit like religion or the authority of the king or you know weird shit like hereditary nobility like this is like this is bullshit like we're all just human beings we're all just we're all just you know we're all just human beings we're just human man. beings man yeah at the end of the day mm-hmm. you and me we're just human we're just human beings so until you disagree with me then i'm gonna put your fucking head Oh, son of a bitch. Into a guillotine. Oh, you better not. And then... <laughs> well, you going to get to do the podcast with you. Um, I'll just... John Raven? No. Guy's a drug addict. Yeah. Again, just be hearing needles sinking into skin every single episode. <laughs> oh, gross. Sinking into skin. No, you're, you're irreplaceable, buddy. Yes, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Except for maybe Jay. I'll probably have Jay. Post. Yeah, Jay would be a lot better at it <laughs> than me. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, well, Ben, you know, you're on the internet. You're at Gristleporn on Twitter. People can find you. People can find me on Twitter. Did you know that? Yeah. At Pat Dean. I say some shit. I retweet. You retweet? I retweet things that I like. Uh, how generous. I'm a generous guy. Yeah. I also retweet. I'm generous on Twitter. I'm a generous lover. <laughs> generous tweeter. I'm a generous tweeter. Uh, yeah. I'm- doesn't, doesn't the phrase generous lover make you want to kill someone? I'm a generous lover. No. I mean, Gross. that is annoying. <laughs> Gross gross that is just gross to think about yeah yeah a generous lover all that Rousseau, means so is probably a generous all that lover. means is that you perform oral sex that's all that's all that generous lover means that's all it means what else could it possibly mean ben it's code i guess it's code for saying hey ladies wink <laughs> that's what that means what else could it possibly mean ben yeah what else could a generous what you what you fuck someone then you give them a gift afterward what the fuck do you think it means that'd be nice they already gave you a gift. What if you the g- gift of making <laughs> the love? G- the gift of moist love. Ew. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm at Gristle Porn. G R I S T L E P O R N. You do stuff. Um. Okay. First and foremost, what y'all can do to help us out is leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, preferably five stars, but if not, you know what? Whatever. Um, we'll just hunt you down. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, I learned nothing. Twitter. I learned nothing. And uh. So this one fucker that we're gonna we're gonna cut his head off. Yeah, yeah. You talk about guillotines. Yeah, friend. we've got a guillotine behind the RBM Food Mart. We're gonna cut his fucking head off. And uh, 
and we're going to take what's rightfully ours. This guy's days are numbered. His days are numbered, yeah. We're going to track him at the Arbutin Food Mart. And then we're going to run over his body with a horse and carriage. And then we're going to fuck his wife. <laughs> God, being French rules, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you just fuck people's <laughs> wives, and then they get mad at you, you run them over the fucking carriage. Yeah. Um, what a world. Until then, you can find us <laughs> at I Learn Nothing Podcast on Instagram. And... Yeah, go to ilearnnothing.com, read my thesis. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always forget that your thesis is on there. Yeah, it's it. just on there. I'm sure no one has read it. I think my sister read it. Really? She said she read part of it. What did she think? Oh, I don't know. I'll ask her. Okay. She probably thinks it fucking sucks. Maybe. I, I don't know. know. I think it fucking sucks. Really? But, eh, nah. Well, I mean, how old were you when you wrote that? I was 21. Oh, oh Benny. I yeah. mean, yeah, you can't judge yourself by what you said is 21. They made me. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They really did. You can't graduate without writing a thesis. <laughs> they made me write a thesis. Yeah. They did. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Okay, yeah. so yeah, go to go to Twitter and go to the website and just fucking you know Body Tape International. You can find us there also. Body as well Tape as Intel. Any other yeah. uh, funny podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, also check out the Lanalax Corporation. Yeah, check out the Lanalax Corporation. We, we have fun on there. We won't explain it. No, we won't. We never will. So thanks for nothing and goodbye. International.